here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.5 FM in Oat Bay. So, last week we kicked off what is going to be a series of mindfulness conversations with our guest, Jazim Bangwa, who is in studio with us, executive coach, mindfulness coach, and so on. She's in studio with us today. And uh, we're putting on our mindfulness caps and hats, and we're ready to go. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. So, you, you are going to steer us in this mindfulness direction. And today, where are we going with it? Today we're going to zoom into mindfulness decision making, okay. uh, which is a topic that I think our country needs right now based on where we've been in the past two weeks or the past month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to share some tools to the listeners, to the society in South Africa, mm-hmm. to zoom into the changing of mindsets by making certain decisions that can help us to get to the next level. Okay. So where do we begin? So my favorite um, reading for the week that I did, uh, I read um, something written by a Russian activist called Rosa Luxemburg. She says, I was, I am, and I shall be. Mm -hmm. Now, this resonated with me because where we are in the context of South Africa, we were somewhere 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go into that. We are now, 25 years later, in the situations where we've got gender-based violence, Mm -hmm. we've got anxiety, we've got fear, we've got financial crisis. Mm -hmm. And my invitations to South Africa and the society at large is to say, where do we want to go? Now, mindfulness plays a role into saying, it's us who can take ourselves to the next level. Mm -hmm. It's the community, it's the society, Mm -hmm. it's our leadership, Mm -hmm. it's the churches, Mm -hmm. it's Everybody, families who can take us to the next level mm-hmm. where we can feel better. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I like is that last week, me and you were feeling very heavy. Yes. This week, it has shifted. Mm-hmm. Not that we are less heavier, mm-hmm. but we've sort of consciously thought about what happened. Mm-hmm. We know how wrong it was, mm-hmm. but we've shifted a little bit to a better space. Mm-hmm. So my invitations to South Africans is to say, let's open our eyes. Let's be more aware. Let's be more aware of things that are happening like xenophobia to say, if you can do this from an African to an African, Mm. what are you actually saying to the rest of the world? Mm. If you can rape a 16 year old, what are you saying to your young daughter at home and to your boy at home? Mm -hmm. So today I want us to really take a deep dive into mindfulness decision making which we can make ourselves and nobody else can enforce those decisions Hmm. so then how do you impart that onto somebody who who may not embrace that in the sense that people who do these criminal criminal things you know how how are we going to get them to start thinking differently i don't know if somebody who's going to rape somebody thinks about how the world thinks of that act how do we start instilling that in in getting all of us to be a bit more conscious about what we're doing and its impact to you know myself to my community my family and so on um how do i start doing that and so that i can also then look at my 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 fellow uh, colleagues and say you know let's start doing this together i like the i like your question because 
it, it's, it's, it's one of the things in mindfulness is that we need to look at multi-dimensions yes. from different perspectives. Mm. So me and you can sit here, we're not criminals, mm. but somebody out there who's listening is a rapist mm, maybe, mm. is a criminal, or is thinking about doing it, or is suicidal. Mm-hmm. Now, Pamela, it's very critical because mindfulness decision-making zooms into the self first. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the self first. Mm. It's like if you're an alcoholic, mm. we cannot force you to go to rehab. It has to come from you. Mm. So I'm going to speak about very quickly about eight dimensions of mindfulness decision-making. The first one is mindfulness of self, being aware that you've got a problem or you need a solution. The second one, uh, which talks to mindfulness in the workplace. Mm. People in the workplace are suffering. Mm. People in the workplace are being retrenched. People in the workplace salaries are being cut. Mm. And those are affecting families directly. It's Mm. going to impact directly into families in society. Therefore, in the workplace, you also have to make a decision to empower yourself, using tools to read, to upskill yourself, to resign and go and be creative, to start a business if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about mindfulness of empowering, um, uh, of knowledge. So so now mindfulness of knowledge is the best for me because you can read. If, 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 even if you're not educated, mm. read something, empower yourself, get the tools because there's internet, there's social media, there's physical books that you can read, there's conversations that you can be part of in the community. And mindfulness of politics, mm. I think that's also quite critical because I think there's a disconnect in South Africa from a decision-making perspective where our leaders make decisions in Lihotlas and all sorts of places. However, I'm not sure if it filters down to us as citizens in South Africa to understand what are they trying to achieve. Yes, great. We've made inroads in terms of um, integration racially and building infrastructure, but it's not enough Mm. when our children are going to be killed and there'll be a delayed response and things like that. Mm. We get very impatient. Mm. And mindfulness also of the future aspirations. I spoke about in the beginning about where we were, where we are and where we want to go. And those aspirations need all of us to collaborate, to to, to, to talk about where do we want to go as a country. Mm. Lastly, mindfulness of the world. You've got to be aware of what's happening around you. What's happening in South Africa is probably not unique to what's happening around the world or in Africa or in Europe or in the U.S. However, what's our flavor? How do we come together as a leadership and as a society to sort out these issues? Okay, let's take your reaction to that. 891 Does that resonate with you? Are you having difficulty with any of it? I'd love to engage with you on 891 Mindfulness, decision-making mindfulness is what we're discussing today. SAFM, setting the nationwide agenda daily. Daily. All right, so we're back with our coach, mindfulness coach, uh, life coach, Jay Zimbangwa, and we're discussing mindfulness decision-making. I did ask for your call, so let me quickly go to James before we continue the conversation. James, you're calling from Cape Town. Hi. Yes, hi, Pamela. Can you hear me correctly? I can hear you loud and clear. Thanks, James. All right. Sorry, man, I will be bringing something that I heard from uh, Sakina's show, but I think it ties up with what you guys are talking about. Is that fine? That's that's okay. Go ahead. 
Okay. All right. So I was listening to this clip uh, of the president. Uh, he went to this uh, place where this young girl was uh, raped. Mm. And then, you know, when I listened to what his solution was, you know, this, this is what we hear almost every day on the radios, on the news. The women are raped every day. Uh, the women are killed every day. And him, instead of calling the crime, he comes up with a solution that um, they're going to do something for the family. You know, to me, uh, it, it seems as if he's trying to fix the mess of his comrade. Uh, now, this, now this family, instead of uh, opening a case uh, against his comrade, uh, they will have to accept what the government has to do for them now to fix up the, the so-called living condition. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, you have this thing Panyasa Lissouzi did. The man uh, beat up another man and then he died and he tried to give them this money. 50,000 rand, uh, yes. Yeah. So, and then he, he actually went against that. He opened a crowdfunding, if I'm, if I'm correct. Yes. So now the family has the option to go to the police now because they don't need that money uh, that this guy tried to, to, to offer now. So they have that option now of going to the police of, and, and open a, a case against, against uh, this person now. So, so what well, are your thoughts on, on both of the issues? You've told me about what you think about uh, the president's reaction. What did you think about uh, Banyaza Lusufi's reaction? You know, I think he did a, 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 a good thing in a way because now this family, the family has the option to, to go to the police and open the case against this person. Because this, 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 the money that this guy tried to offer, it was like a settlement or, or keep your mouth uh, shut uh, uh, kind of a money. Now, they don't need to take this, this money from this guy. I think actually they, they had accepted the money. I think they hmm? had accepted the money, actually. No, no, no. What, what, what I heard from, from the news today is, is I, mean, I might be wrong, but mm. as far as I know, is that they, uh, they tried to, they, they were in the position of accepting the money mm-hmm. because maybe they don't have, they, they, they need that money, mm-hmm. obviously, for the funeral and other things. Mm-hmm. But Panyasa uh, Lissouzi came on board and then he counter he counteracted that thing. So uh, I think now they have the option to, 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 to go to the police and then, and then uh, open, the, instead of what our president did. This really g- uh, gave me a tear hearing what the president did, you know, uh, trying to to me, it seems like he's trying to cover what his comrade did. Hmm. James saying, Cape Town, what do you want to say to that, Jesse? Um, complex, complex. You spoke. You were speaking about mindfulness of politics as well. Yes, you know, um, I, I always shy away from politics, especially in public, because uh, we debate a lot in my household um, with politics. And, um, you know, and from my perspective, from where I'm sitting, I mean, he's speaking about the president and 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 and, and Panyaza, Comrade Panyaza. Perhaps what they're doing with those situations that the, the guy has mentioned is that are, are, are correct for that particular moment. But but in a bigger context, you know, when when your child is raped and your child dies the way that um, it happened last week, I don't think money can even bring back the child. I mean, I think it's just one of those things that, yes, great, you've got the money, but the pain will never go away. So, so hence I'm saying, for me, from a mindfulness decision-making perspective, it's the mind shift 
as a society to have collective decisions, to be very clear and have a solution to these problems um, and have leaders who are authentic enough to have capacity and be conscious enough to say, when something so big happens in a family, act with a sense of urgency. Be there in the flesh, not to give money because people, you know, some do want money, but some want you to be there to, to, to make you feel part of something big, which is a society that we live on, mm. you know. So th that's my answer to, 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 to the brother who just called. All right, we'll continue to take your calls. And I do see you, Galana, from Cape Town, 0891-104-207 after this. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. We continue our conversation around mindfulness and I am with my life coach, my uh, mindfulness coach as well. All sorts of wonderful titles I can give to her. Jazim Bangwa, who is with us in studio. And uh, I did ask for your calls on 0891-104-207. Kalala, you're calling us from Cape Town. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sister, and good afternoon to your guests. Good afternoon. good afternoon. I really appreciate the program. Um, if I was listening carefully, if I'm not mistaken, she, your guest mentioned that the first point is to recognize our problem and work on it. Am I correct? Yes, as in start with the self. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Yes. So I would take, I'll put it this way, mm -hmm. to recognize oneself mm -hmm. as individual faith with, with the same ideas she has then why can't all the South African, I'm talking mostly about men, because to me, men are the problem in South Africa, but they don't want to recognize it. And then this morning, the minister that I have much respect for, the lady Pando, just disappointed me when she was asked by Stephen, who said, are we xenophobic? Then she said, if the media says so, that's what she said, if the media says so, but if we can check out of 7, 7 million, 70 million South Africans, the view is not going to be the same. How can we fix something? We're talking of raping babies. Nine years, 10 years, 12 years, 16 years. These people don't even know what to do. Innocent people. These are our cousins, our brothers that are raping these little girls. Even raping all the women. Those things happen only in South Africa, I'm sorry. But until today, we don't want to agree to say, yes, we have this problem, let us fix it. How can we fix it then? So that is why I salute your guest. Thanks, Kalala. I salute your guest and I wish that many, many more South Africans can have that brand. We don't need to go to university to, to, to have the brand that that sister they got. We don't need to go to university. It's just a matter of having a sense of humor. Be a human, not animal. Once one becomes a human, then we don't need university to understand life. As she just say, we need to recognize ourselves, recognize our problem, then we can fix it. And we okay, we we have lost him unfortunately. Uh, Jazzy, let me give you a chance to answer him after we've taken Joe. Joe, you're calling us from Mpumalanga. Hi. Yes. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling, Joe. And I must say good afternoon to your guest as well. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you very much. You know, I'm so impressed. Family, you are great. So far, I'm, I'm, can I narrate a certain story? What is that? Mm -hmm. so, because mm -hmm. you're having a life coach here. Mm -hmm. And this is what has happened uh, uh, on Sunday. Let me say Monday morning. Mm -hmm. when, when we woke up 
uh, one of my colleagues find a parky, a company parky that was provided for him to work on was stolen. And he gives me a call and says, no, I cannot find a company car outside here. It must be stolen and please can you assist me? And you know, we are shocked. Uh, we pick up a call, we phone the area manager to inform them. They give us an advice to go and open a case in the police station. Here we rush to the police station. We go there, he's busy registering because then the car was under his name, you know, to open a case and give the statement of when last did he see the car and whatever. And I'm busy communicating with the area manager. Uh, to say, um, can we get the tractor system um, and uh, maybe certificate in terms of where is the car? And the tractor sends us pictures to say, here's the car in Whitbank. Now, Whitbank from Middleburg, it's about 23 kilos. Here's the specific location where the car is. Now I'm coming to the to to, to the fact of thinking, mm-hmm. and and the thinking of ours is so damaged, it's damaged to the core, especially because it's systematic. I go there to the police and I introduce them to say, mm-hmm. here's the system, the, the tracker system says, there's the car in mm-hmm. Yep. Now the response, listen to the response. Mm-hmm. The police people are saying, yeah, but you see the procedure, we must open the case first and then we'll forward it to the inspector, uh, to the forensic and the forensic will allocate you, um, you know, someone who will deal specifically with the case. And I'm saying to them, by that time, probably it will be in the afternoon, this car will be stripped off. Hmm. We need agents because it's not like I'm saying mm. we suspect that the car might be somewhere mm. in Whitbank. Mm. We are giving you a specific <laughs> location to say, as we speak right now, the car is there. Go there. Even if you are saying so, you want to do. Yes, Pamela. Joe, when you then bring the logic of saying, folks, you know, we can all act right now, what's their response to that? You know, I was shocked because. They, they insist, and this man, this the policeman is superior in the mm. office. So the other, um, you know, uh, subordinates, the other ones who are, you know, under him, yeah. understand and agree with me. But they cannot over, you know, take decisions, you know, wow. without him agreeing. So the park is there, and let me shock you now. Yeah. While I'm still there, there's a call coming in to say there's Nyaupe guys in one of the local schools yes. who are, you know causing havoc at school. Yeah. And here comes the party go out. Come, 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 let's go quickly. These young boys are, 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 are causing mm. chaos at school. Let's go and attend to this. Now, and I'm thinking, but what is going on in South Africa, honestly? Mm. What is what is the reason for me to pay so much money? Um, no, this, well, this is not my car, but I mean, the company is paying the mm. track of steam mm. a certain amount of money every month so mm. that it can assist the police system, the law enforcement agencies, to be able to identify quickly. Because this is the simplest way. I'm not saying mm. the car is somewhere around in Winnipeg. I'm saying mm. here's the location. Yeah. Because there's a tracker system that is assisting us to be able to locate the car. But mm. uh, And let me, the worst thing now, Pimele, give me advice on this one and what, tell, us, tell us what to do. Because we opened the case yesterday. And since then, we haven't received a response from the police. Wow. Whether they found the car, whether... We don't know what is happening. Sure. Joe Mpumalanga, thanks. I'm going to have to leave it there because of time. Jazzy, you want to respond quickly to that? I mean, that is that disconnect you were talking about, about saying, you know, even in a position of leadership, whatever that is, this policeman in this case, just being mindful of the impact of your decision to everybody else. 
What I like about police and society is that they are humans like us. Mm. So they form part of the society. So when I talk about mindfulness decision making, I'm talking about the police as well, especially them. Because um, I mean, an instance where male or female, you go to the police to report a case and nothing is done about it is a big crisis. And uh, I'm not here to point fingers at whoever is not doing what they're supposed to do, but they are part of the society. They must take accountability. There must be um, replications of people who are supposed to be in jobs where we open cases and then the cases get shoved. So it's all a society effort. It's all a collaboration effort. It's all um, solutionist thinking mode to say, when I go to the police and I report a case and then 24 hours later I come and withdraw the case, why are you withdrawing the case if you went in the first place? You know, mm. So there's just a whole lot of issues that we need to unpack. And I repeat, collectively as a society, yeah. including the police themselves. Just a quick one. Once we have started with self, and the previous caller was referring to that, what are the benefits of self? Is that one of the things being re recognized by others that you are doing work yourself so that we can rub off uh, on the others? Self is, is very important. And I can attest to that because once you recognize and you're self-aware mm. of your areas of development mm. or weaknesses, mm. you when you practice mindfulness, which is daily meditation, yes. daily conversations with yourself, walking away when you are angry, um, observing your body language, yes. your posture, yeah. somehow you have an impact to the next person mm. they might not see it instantly but gradually when you practice compassion mm. empathy um, loving kindness meditation mm. it sort of has a ripple effect to the next person mm. so the start itself but I can assure you with the tools of mindfulness as a science it does have a ripple effect it's been proven by psychologists yeah. Okay, so we continue, obviously, the series. And next week, we'll be back again here with the next steps. Jezim Bangwa is our life coach. She is our, uh, what is it called, mindfulness guru here on the show. And she'll be back with us next week. Thanks very much, Jezim. Thank you, Pamela. Two o'clock. Let's go to Uzi Lasaku for the news.